NL West, SD across the chest, youth movement, really dope ex-prospects, Big Willie, leader of the young pups, they hating on us, watching you them jump up, we ain't care, we ain't scared of nobody, the outfield, mad skills, lottie dottie, Austin Hedges throwing out everybody, we at the ballpark, every game's a party, ignorance is bliss, so we never trip, if the pitching's up the pod, and watch out for the kids, EBT is out here broadcasting, EBT is out here podcasting, question and answer, James and Patrick, ask them, question and answer, James and Patrick, ask them, Padres EBT Podcast. Padres EBT Podcast. Greetings and welcome to the East Village Times Podcast. I'm your host, James Clark, and with me, as usual, is the ever fascinating Patrick Brewer. Ah, the ever fascinating. I like that a lot. So, yeah. um, Anthony Rizzo or? <laughs> uh, Anthony Rizzo, Austin Hedges are just all over the highlights, uh, all over the Twitter sphere, all over everything right now. Uh, Obviously, if you're listening to this, you have not missed the slide at home plate that uh, damaged Austin Hedges slightly yesterday with a bruised uh, hip uh, or thigh. Um, A lot of Padre fans are pretty angry about the situation and want vindication. Uh, Unfortunately, Rizzo came up to bat last night uh, with two men on, and Brad Hand had to pitch to him. So there was no instant gratification for Padre fans, and that's kind of led to... uh, big whole thing on Twitter. Uh, Patrick, any comments about this whole situation? Uh, yeah, I think obviously Anthony Rizzo is, is the worst person to have ever lived. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think we should throw seven baseballs at his head. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the only solution really is just throw a bunch of baseballs at him. I think that'll sure. that'll help him understand how to slide. That, that'll teach him how to slide, I think. Yeah, or they should just recall Jabari Blash and, and have him walk and then just yeah, get to a fist, fist fight with him at first base. I mean, that, I was, that would be... Yeah, I was, kind of, I was waiting for that. Like, maybe they call up Blash, um, a couple <laughs> other big guys, and just maybe get ready for a brawl tonight. I don't know. Yeah. But in all, uh, in all seriousness... Yeah, um, we're, we're making fun, folks. It's, it, it's, it, was a, it was a dirty slide. I'm not going to deny that. Um, I'm also not going to say that Rizzo is a dirty player. He's, he's not... I don't, I don't think there was malicious intent there. Obviously, he went for hedges. Um, to him, that was within the confines of the rule. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's not the case, as MLB has said uh, through Ken Rosenthal. That's that's not the case. Both teams have been talked to with regard to the rule being violated. So we can agree on that, that it was not a fair slide. It was not a clean slide. But I think it was more, I guess, sloppiness or negligence rather than malicious intent. I don't think that yeah. he's sitting here trying to... I don't think he's running down the line thinking, man, I'm going to kill Austin Hedges right now. I, I just think mm-hmm. he's playing hard. He's a hard baseball player. He's a good guy. Um, I'm, I'm not, I have no ill will towards Rizzo. I mean, I'm over it. I was mad at the time. I said that's a dangerous play. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. sure Rizzo knows that, that there, there was some danger there, obviously. I know his postgame comments seemed a little maybe aloof, if you want to say that. I mean, he, he seemed to think, oh, it's fair game to slide into the catcher, which according to the rule, it, it is if the plate is blocked. Obviously, the plate mm-hmm. wasn't fully blocked in that instance so maybe it didn't fit um the definition as, as him and joe madden had had said in, at least in the post-game interviews but at the end of the day I, i'm not holding any ill will till rizzo i mean i'm over it but it, it's a matter of whether andy green and, and the rest of the team are over it and and how this escalates tonight if it does at all yeah i mean it's obvious that the parties are going to want to get even in some sort at, at this point it, i think it would be better for both teams to just kind of move on the, the slide was not I mean, it was it was bad, but it wasn't 
it wasn't like a Chase Utley type of takeout slide, just you know, horribly going into hedges and trying to inflict injury upon him. It looked more awkward type of, you know, afterwards Rizzo even said that he thought that he had the permission to get into hedges. You know, it's a, it's an interpretation of, of, of the rules. And, you know, I blame major league baseball more than anyone because there's no, there, there, there's a clear guideline for what needs to be done, but there's, there's just they're not policing it, they're not enforcing it. There's no, there really is no clear indication of of what the rule is and and what a base runner is supposed to do. So they're leaving this up to the discretion of the umpires, and results like this are going to happen. And it's just, it's unfortunate. And I, I, I'm, you know, I'm an old school kind of baseball fan. I, I can definitely see where Padre fans are coming from. They want to. They want to get even. They want to feel vindicated that Hedges, you know, was slid into and was hurt and something needs to be done. There was no policing in the game itself. But at this point, you don't want to hurt anybody. And the game is not about hurting people. And, you know, you really have to look at the slide and really have to think that, that Rizzo was not – his intent was not to hurt Hedges. His intent was to knock the ball away and to be safe, hopefully. You know, it's a fine line and it's – at this point, I'd really just wish for it to all go away. I, I, I don't want to see a bench-clearing brawl. That's not going to solve anything that can only lead to, to other issues. And, you know, it, it's it's unfortunate that the game is played this way in, in some sense, but the game's ever-evolving. And, um, you know, I don't know, Patrick. I'm, I'm kind of caught in the middle here as far as feeling that Rizzo should be thrown at in some degree, but... At the same time, it's just not. There's. It's not going to benefit the team if if that happens. Yeah, I'm at the point where I'm just. I'm just over it. I hope they solve it tonight. I mean, uh, I don't think hitting a guy solves anything. I'm never going to advocate hitting a guy, but if they, if it has to happen, it has to happen. Just get it over with. Move on. Mm-hmm. Don't let it linger. Uh, I think we should just forget the event happened and, and move on. I mean, we're not. I don't think anyone should be trying to hurt Anthony Rizzo. I, I've seen people on Twitter advocating for, for just that, and I think anyone that's doing that needs to take a good look at themselves and, and think of, am I taking a baseball game too seriously? I mean, this, at the end of the day, this is a game. I, sure, these guys are getting paid. This is this is for a living, but at the end of the game, it, at the end of the day, it's just a silly game. I mean, ba- baseball's fun. We love it. It's obviously a big part of our lives, but it's just a game. I mean, we don't need yeah. to be injuring guys on purpose. That's the key. Rizzo did not injure anyone on purpose, and I think anyone advocating that he should be injured on purpose is missing the point here entirely. Yeah, definitely. You know, Anthony Rizzo is good for baseball. He's a, he's a, a good player. He's established in, in the community service uh, world. He's, he's, he's good for the game and, and you know, we don't want to injure him. That's just, that's not, that's just not going to help the game. And, and, and we, yes, we're baseball fans. I mean, yes, we're Padre fans, but we're baseball fans more than than anything else. And, and it's about what's good for the the whole Major League Baseball community. And, and having a base clearing brawl over something that that like this is is not beneficial. You know, at the same degree, I do want the Padres to walk away from the series feeling that they're they got. I don't want to say revenge, but they got even and feel that the Cubs didn't get anything over on them or you know push them around if you will that's the most important thing that this this young team needs to walk away from this series in chicago with their heads up high 
and feeling like they didn't leave anything there. And that's, I think that's what's most important. And it's going to be a fine line on, on what Andy Green does in order to, to have this team walk away and, and feel pleased in, in their actions in this three-game series. Yeah, I say go out there and win 10 nothing tonight and, and go out there the next day and Austin, yeah. Hedges, Austin Hedges hits a home run and they win again. Yeah. I think that's, no, that's it, the best way to that, shove in their face. Exactly. If that happens, they take the series and Hedges comes back tonight or tomorrow and, and performs well, then that's vindication and that's you know that's fine. We can walk away and, and it's over. So it, it's a fine line. You know, two other Padres were hit last night after the slide. Scherzer and uh, Perella were both hit. You said Scherzer. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Nice Scherzer, Caesar. <laughs> I was like Max Scherzer, yeah. San Diego Padre. He got traded yeah, yeah. last night. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Freudian slip. He's about to get acquired by the Padres. Yeah, right. Um, you know, it, it's it's. You know, I don't think the Cubs were necessarily trying to hit Padres last night, but at the same time, you, you don't want to be pushed around by another team, especially a team that's superior to you and a team that's uh, the World Series reigning champion. So, the Padres are going to have to pull up their britches and and. And feel vindicated somehow tonight, and we'll just have to see how they go about doing that. Yeah, we're about what four out, three and a half hours till game time, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, no, it's you know this slide is all over national media. I mean, I, I'm looking at the TV right now, and uh, AJ Casavell's uh, on MLB now talking to Brian uh, Brian Kennedy about the situation. So it's it's not going to go away anytime soon. So we'll just kind of have to hope that nothing develops into. And you know nothing chaotic develops out of this whole situation. Yeah, I'm hoping for no injuries and, and no suspensions uh, after tonight. Yeah, for sure. You know that's all we can we can hope for. Um, all right, folks, we are here on episode 45, and we are lucky enough to have Jesse Agler talk to us from Chicago. He witnessed the play firsthand last night, and uh, Jesse has a lot to say about the situation, and uh, I think you'll find it pretty fascinating what uh, what uh, the young announcer has to say. Uh, so stay tuned. Uh, episode 45 with Jesse Agler. Uh, we will be right back with Jesse. Uh, I just want to talk to you a little bit about Original Grain Watches, which is our sponsor. Uh, OriginalGrain.com is the website. Uh, local, local watch company here in San Diego out of downtown. You should definitely check them out, OriginalGrain.com. They make some beautiful wood-related uh, steel uh, steel and wood-related uh, watches that are just, you know, they're beautiful. You guys should check them out, uh, OriginalGrain.com. Welcome back, folks. We're uh, joined today by Jesse Agler of uh, Padres Radio Fame. Jesse, how you doing? <laughs> fame, that's funny. I'm um, good. How are you guys? <laughs> hey, I say you're famous, man. <laughs> uh, not sure about that, but I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing good. Uh, we were just talking about last night. Uh, we should probably get right into it, huh? Yeah, definitely. We need to, to elaborate on the Hitches Rizzo slide. You were there firsthand. Um, you saw the reaction of both teams. You know, talk to me about your feelings. Uh, I'll warn you that both Patrick and I are on both sides of the fence as far as uh, what should be done. So, you know, let, let's talk about the the slide and uh, the re- repercussions of it. Yeah, so the slide was not a good slide, and, and I think Teddy and I both said that right away. The rule, while not particularly well written like most baseball rules, um, is somewhat clear in that you can still bowl over a catcher. And I said this on the radio last night when it happened. I think there's maybe a misconception with a lot of fans that you're not allowed to do that anymore. You can take a catcher out if he is blocking the plate. 
Um, and, and you can still block the plate as a catcher as long as you have the ball. Um, so the rule basically prohibits a catcher blocking the plate before he has the ball and a guy taking out a catcher if he's not blocking the plate. And, and what happened last night, I think, was that. was Austin Hedges was in front of home plate. Anthony Rizzo took him out. And that's against the rules. Uh, as far as I was concerned, in the moment, it was clear as day. And now today, uh, Ken Rosenthal is reporting that, in fact, Major League Baseball told both the Padres and the Cubs, yeah, that was a violation of the rule. So I, I think we can all agree on that. Not that the three of us were going to disagree, but hopefully now the Cub fans can chill out a little bit on social media. <laughs> Uh, you know, look, and I get I get the Cub fans and I get Joe Madden. You know, they're sticking up for their guy. It's what a fan does. It's what a manager does. But as far as I was concerned then and now, there's no question that he broke the rule. The stickier thing is what happens next, like you said. Mm. Um, and, and that involves both um, the possibility of Major League Baseball action um, and the possibility of Padres action. I have absolutely no idea what to expect. Um, I, I kind of think I have a sense of where you two guys each stand on that. And I'll say this, I, I was on a Chicago radio station just a little while ago this afternoon, and, and they obviously were asking the same question. They're like, well, what are the Padres going to do? Are they going to do something? And I, I told them that I don't know, but, and you guys perhaps illustrate this perfectly, we are in a moment in baseball history where things are changing. They have not completely changed, but they are changing. 20 years ago, there's no doubt about what would happen, right? If a guy hurt one of your guys in a situation like that, he was getting thrown at. Like 20 years ago, there's no question that it happens. 20 years from now, I don't think it does happen. What happens today, I'm not sure. What happens tomorrow, I'm not sure. What happens when these teams see each other next spring, I'm not sure. What happens after that, I don't know. Um, Because we're, we're not in like a really clear period of history right now where, again, 20 years ago, I think we all know exactly what would happen. Today, I don't think you can say that. Yeah, no, I think it's the self-analyzing of the whole situation that's kind of made it out of hand. I mean, if Rizzo came up last night with uh, two outs, nobody on, and was just, you know, hit on the on the butt or on the ribs and moved to first base without any action, then, you know, everything would have just moved on. But um, unfortunately, we're at this social media world where everyone, you know, Cubs fans are analyzing it, Padre fans are analyzing it, and we're at this moment where everyone's kind of has a microscope on the Padres and kind of wondering what are they going to do? Are they going to stand up for themselves or are they going to be mature and, and move on to the next level of baseball? So it, it's an interesting facet of, of the game and, and we'll have to, I guess, see what, what, what the team does. I mean, you know, I don't know. Did you get any feeling in the clubhouse? Uh, uh, were they particularly angry? Angry? I know I heard uh, Austin Hedges afterwards and he seemed really calm. Uh, Andy Green seemed a little perturbed, but what was the general feeling in the clubhouse? Were they angry at all? I don't know. You know, I mean, look, I, I think the way the players are going to talk and act when the, when the media is in there is different than mm-hmm. maybe they would when, when the doors are closed. So I don't I don't usually read too far into that. You know, I, I do think Andy had a very, like you said, like stern response to it. I don't think he was hiding anything at all. I think Andy made it pretty clear how he felt about it. Um, and again, what does that translate to? If anything, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but he was not happy about it. And, and by the way, Part of what may or may not happen from the Padres could have to do with what Major League Baseball does or does not do. If they come down with a punishment today, do the Padres feel like, okay, now we don't have to do anything because Major League Baseball handled it? I don't know. Again, these are all total hypotheticals. Um, If Joe Torre says, hey, the rule was broken, but the punishment is that he's out and he was out, so it is what it is, are the Padres more upset? I, I, I don't know the answer to those questions, but... It's uh, it's definitely interesting, and there will probably be quite a few eyeballs on tonight's game, assuming, and I haven't seen the Cubs lineup yet. I don't know if it's been posted. He's in the lineup. Um, Joe Madden, I will say this, the last couple of days he has talked a lot about the importance of resting guys, 
now so that they're fresh for August and September and theoretically October. Um, you know, Bryant sat down two of the three games uh, against Pittsburgh over the weekend, and, and he's saying specifically, before this happened, he had been saying, Brian and Rizzo are guys I need to do a better job of taking out of the lineup and resting. Um, so obviously it's it's possible that he was planning on resting Rizzo tonight all along, and now it'll turn into a whole other thing if he does or if he doesn't. Who knows? <laughs> like I said, it'll be very, very interesting. Yeah, me and James were talking uh, before you came on here a little bit about Rizzo and whether it would be in their best interest just to not start him tonight or maybe even tomorrow and just let let it kind of go away on its own. But, but like you yeah. said, if MLB did – come down with a suspension today right before the game, I mean, they wouldn't really have a choice. And I'm, I'm hoping the Padres would see that as, I guess, enough punishment to where they wouldn't have to warrant hitting someone else or escalating the situation. Because I think when you escalate these type of situations, it doesn't always turn out well. If you look at Bryce Harper and uh, sure. in uh, San Francisco, obviously that didn't go, I guess, well per se. So I, I just think it's a tough situation. And, and like you said, it's kind of a new school and old school debate. I know James is more old school where he's like hit the guy. I'm more new school where I don't I don't think throwing baseballs at people really solves anything. Maybe I'm just new fashioned. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just don't think it's the best course of action when it could lead to further repercussions for both sides. Yeah, I, I think the the traditionalist would then argue with you it should end it. And and as James said, like if he would have come up last night with two outs and the bases empty, or maybe the score wasn't so close and they would have popped him on the backside or, you know, something like that. Nothing near the head, nothing dangerous. Um, and, and if he would have just kind of put his head down and gone to first base and if the Cub dugout didn't freak out, then maybe it would have been over and we wouldn't really be talking much more about it. Um, I, I think that's the argument for doing that kind of stuff. Um, like you said, there is something a little bit uh, caveman about it, but, you know, it's it's sports and there's a lot of testosterone and, and that's just sort of the way the thing has been played. Baseball has been played, you know, for all these years. Um, yeah. But we are in that in that moment of time where things are changing and not everybody thinks the same way. You know, Hunter Strickland threw at a guy because he didn't like that the guy beat him basically yeah. and was yeah. better than him. And to me, that's a little bit different. Mm-hmm, um, I, I don't like that. I don't like no, that. Like he beat all. you. You got to just sometimes say he's better than I am. Or in that moment, he, he was better than I was and accept that and kind of take your medicine and move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is a little bit different. He knocked one of your most important players out of a game. He hurt him. Um, none of us are going to be able to get inside Anthony Rizzo's head. And I can't imagine Anthony Rizzo in that moment was like, I want to hurt Austin Hedges. No, he's just yeah. a hyper-competitive giant person, um, you know, that was trying to make a play and, and made the wrong play. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I don't think anybody thinks Anthony Rizzo is a bad human being. Um, you know, that, that's not what's coming out of this, but he made a bad play. He made a bad decision. And, um, you know, maybe it will make some people feel better if uh, somebody throws a baseball at him, as silly as that might sound to somebody who's not a baseball fan. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the problem. It's, it's When you get on Twitter in, in the heat of the moment, there's a lot of people that, that do say the sort of thing like Rizzo's a dirty guy, he's a dirty player, and, and I think that's that's false. I mean, obviously it was a dirty slide, it was a bad move. Um, I think it was sloppy by him to make that play. I, I tweeted right away that it was a dangerous play, but I don't think there was malicious intent there. I don't think he deserves to necessarily get a ball thrown at him. His head especially. I've, I've seen people that are advocating throwing a ball at this guy's head just for a slide, which... I just think is ridiculous. I think we're way past that as, as not not just baseball, but as a society where we need to, I guess, behave like that as, as human <laughs> beings. So that's Look, just this, me. It, this this might be something that upsets some of the people you know who I I go back and forth with on Twitter regularly. But like Twitter yeah. is not always the same as real life, and, of and course, I think all yeah. <laughs> that you know, and 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 that's not a shot at anybody. It's just that you know people like you said in the heat of the moment behind their keyboards uh, will say things that they might not say 
in real life conversation with somebody. And I Definitely. think that's something to <laughs> always think about when you're on social media. And this goes yeah. for politics and sports and life and everything else. And, and I don't want to say don't take it so seriously because we all do take social media very seriously. And it's a big part of our lives. And I, I think it's a great, great thing. You know, I'm not trying to be a curmudgeon here and say Twitter is bad. I love Twitter. I'm on Twitter as much as any of you guys are, if not more, mm-hmm. sadly. And um, it, it is, though, important to, I think, always kind of have that filter going in your brain of like, all right, this guy's all fired up. He's some, you know, Cub fan in Iowa. And like, he's no one knows who he is. So like, who cares? You know, what I mean, don't 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 get too riled up by that kind of stuff, I would say. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, I, Go ahead, yeah I think the most the most important thing is that Padre fandom kind of rallied around Austin Hedges and came to his defense. And I think that that's something that we need to take solace in, that, that the fans are, you know, they're angry at Rizzo. Obviously, the slide was was sloppy, as Patrick put it. I mean, I don't think there was any malintent in, in, in Rizzo's, you know, he wasn't trying to hurt anybody, but... It's nice to see that the Padres fans came and rallied against head, rallied for Hedges and are are angry, and that's something that we haven't seen too much in in Padre fandom. They're <laughs> they're really starting to love this team, this young team in particular, and they're really taking offense if anything happens to the like, players. And, and I love that. I, I love seeing the the fans really get into the the game. And part of it too is that it was a a big guy on a big market team, the defending mm-hmm. World Series champions. If Tommy Lastella runs into Austin yeah. Hedges last night. <laughs> probably a different conversation. And and also Austin probably doesn't get hurt because Tommy Lastella isn't built like a tight end, you know, the way Rizzo <laughs> is. I mean, he's a, he's a giant human being. That's part of this. Um, you know, so, yeah, it, it's nice. Sure, you know, the Padre fans are rallying around Austin Hedges, and they should. The, the same way, look, to me, Joe Madden said some things that made me, I don't want to say cringe, but kind of shake my head a little bit after the game last night. But also, <laughs> if I was Joe Madden, what I really – be able to say anything besides what he said? I mean, you got to back your guy. It's your star player. It's the face of your franchise. You know, I mean, what are you supposed to say? And I, again, talking about filters and running things through your mind, like how, 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 does, how does a Cub fan feel about this? How does a Padre fan feel about it? How does Andy Green, how does Joe Madden feel about it? They obviously have to feel about it different ways in, in some sense. Yeah, no, I definitely, I think, you know, somewhere in the middle is the correct answer on what, what to do or what happened in the situation. You know, it is what it is. It'll be interesting to see what happens in today's game for sure. Um, if if know, I'll just say this: if Rizzo's in the starting lineup, I feel bad for Shasin. I do. Like yeah, he's in a, a no win exactly. situation at that point. It, yeah, it puts him in a bad situation. Yeah. I mean, he can't pitch inside, and and if he does, he's gonna be warned. I mean, sure, the umpires are well aware of the situation and are, are waiting for anything to happen or anybody to chirp off at each other. And you know, right, it's, like, it's that's the other that's thing, not, by the way, that plays yeah. into all this. If Jeff Nelson, the crew chief comes out before the game and before one pitch is thrown he issues warnings i mean that yes. changes the whole game and by oh, the way I know. if he does do that i could see andy green being very unhappy about it yes uh, definitely yeah. definitely i mean you got to be able to use the inside part of the plate you ha- as a pitcher you have to be able to do that especially in a i don't know if the wind's blowing out today but you, i mean you're playing at a, at a ballpark where home runs are, are at a premium so you know let, let's move on from this topic um there are other topics there are other topics to discuss about this team. Uh, in particular, I, you know, I'd love to get your impression on Alan Cordova, who's just been amazing. Uh, really fun, exciting guy. Um, all these guys have been at times really fun, exciting guys. Um, but we've also seen the league adjust to them. And whether it's Cordero or Cordoba, Cordoba or Perella, uh, it was nice to see him go deep again yesterday and have a couple of hits. Um, mm-hmm. You know, these, these guys are talented. 
I, I mean, Alan Cordova, though, as a Rule 5 guy, is going to get a little bit more attention in conversations like this, and he should. I mean, we joke about it all the time. Like, he was playing in the Appalachian League last year. That's yeah. insane. <laughs> insane. He was Johnson City, you know, like, or whatever it was, in the Cardinal organization. Um, and, okay, you're a shortstop. You've come up as a shortstop, and you're probably not ready to play shortstop most every day in the big league, so we're going to plop you out in the outfield. Have fun. And, yeah, he's a great athlete, but, like, Still, he's a shortstop, and, he, and he's going out there and making a diving catch in left field in Milwaukee the other day. Um, yeah. it, it's been really cool, and he's really, really talented. Um, I did talk to a couple of people earlier this year about him and about Diaz in particular, and there were definitely people, and this is outside of the Padre organization, who were stunned that those guys were left unprotected. Um, and not the 40-man rosters of their teams. And, you know, early in the season, you go, okay, that's that's cool, that's good to know. But now it's June, and we've seen them as much as we have, and I say, ah, I see. I see why they're so surprised um, that those guys weren't, you know, protected by their organizations um, because, like Luis Perdomo last year, um, these guys are are, going to, I think, by the end of this season, really show themselves as legitimate parts of the future for the Padres. Yeah, it's nice to use the Rule 5 draft as a way to acquire this kind of talent that maybe slips through the cracks in other organizations. I mean, obviously, like you said, neither of these guys were protected. Perdomo wasn't protected last year. And you got to think the Cardinals are kicking themselves because they lost Perdomo and now Cordoba. Um, Same with Milwaukee. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about a guy that that came back willingly almost after a pretty strong uh, end to his season last year, Clayton Richard. Uh, he's yeah. been really good this year. It just seems like he c- continues to defy all odds and, and kind of remaking his career at such a late stage. Uh, what are your thoughts he's, on him? He's totally remade himself. It's incredible. I, I think it's one of the best stories in baseball. I really do. Um, and, and that's putting aside all of the off-field clubhouse value that he has, mm-hmm. which, by the way, is an extremely big amount. Um, he is a, a huge presence in that clubhouse and only in the most positive of ways. Um, but on the mound, even you put all that stuff aside, like he's a really good pitcher right now. I saw one um, article previewing yesterday's game against the Cubs uh, before the game yesterday. I don't even think I mentioned this on the air because I didn't get to it. Was that, you know, if you look at war, and I don't remember if it was baseball reference or fan graphs, but it was basically if you would have plugged Clayton Richard into the Cubs rotation right now he would be their second most valuable starter after John Lester. Wow. And obviously the Cubs had him last year, and I think that's a great way to look at it, you know, is that the team that let him go, literally just let him go last year, um, could desperately use him in their rotation right now. And he was a reliever there last year. Um, and, and the amount of work that he put in between the time the Cubs let him go and now is incredible. You, you know, we all know the story about how he's pitching to high school kids in Indiana or whatever last year. Um, and then, you know, for him to come back with the Padres – and as a totally different pitcher than he was when he was here last in 2013 or whatever it was, it's incredible. And I wasn't here yet when he was in his first go-round with the Padres, you know, following the PV trade. But obviously, you know, I've seen him pitch and everything. But talking to the people who were around then and are watching him now, a lot of them are like, he doesn't even look like the same pitcher. Like, he's just, it's a completely different type of pitcher. And obviously really effective getting all these ground balls, getting all these double plays, you know, not worrying when there's a guy on base or two guys on base or three guys on base and uh, just providing tremendous leadership in the clubhouse to boot. Yeah, no, I think you hit the nail on the head right there. He is mentoring a lot of these young pitchers and a lot of the young ones that haven't even arrived yet as far as in spring training and such. And that that's valuable to, to a team that's, progressing in a team that's trying to cultivate their their young players to say um, nothing of the innings he gives you to to kind of help yes yeah and then the left-handed pitcher to boot which is also yeah. you know valuable in itself um okay you know 
we talked briefly about the the uh, incoming talent. Uh, I know you know Frenchy Cordell's been playing out of his mind. Jose Perella's been playing out of his mind as well. You know, come September, who's going to be the Padres starting left fielder? Do you have an idea or do you have a, a clue? That's a loaded question. Uh, look into your crystal. Can you look into your crystal ball and, and, and see see who will be the the left fielder come September? I don't know if I can tell you who the left fielder is going to be in a week and a half when hopefully comes <laughs> back. You know, I mean September. Uh, all right. So assuming everybody's healthy. Dickerson probably not coming back, right? It, it sounds yeah. like this is probably a lost year for him, which is really unfortunate. And, you know, I, I, I like that guy a lot. Um, and I'm, yes. I'm just really bummed out for Alex Dickerson that, that he wasn't able to get the, the back figured out this year. All right, so you got to figure Margo's in center. I don't know. I mean, if you're putting a gun to my head on June 20th and saying who's starting in left field on September 3rd, I, I would <laughs> guess Franchi. I don't know, though. I mean, yeah. who knows? I mean, I second uh, that. <laughs> okay, there you go. So, sure, Franchi, why not? Yeah, I'm behind you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice to have options. That's something that we haven't uh, particularly had in the last couple of years. And, and it's uh, it's nice to have motivated young players that are ready to perform. And, and it's something that the fans are, are beginning to pick up on. No matter what the record is, this team's exciting to watch. And, and that's uh, something to build on for the future. No doubt. All right, Jesse, thank you so much for joining us. We'll let you go. I know you got a bus to catch on to Wrigley Field. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it, uh, getting some insight on the Hedges-Rizzo trade in particular. Always my pleasure, guys. Thank you so much, Jesse. Have a great day. You too. Take care. Well, there you go, folks. A little insight on the Hedge-o, uh, Hedges. We should just call it the Hedge-O slide because it's kind of <laughs> it's like going to be going down. The Hedge-O slide. There we go. We just, <laughs> we, I just coined it on accident. Um, you know, it's nice to to talk to him and get his inform and get his his thoughts on the slide. You know, I am an old school type of fan, uh, baseball traditionist, if you will, but I am evolving and I am changing. I do understand that throwing ninety five mile per hour fastballs at, at players is not beneficial for the game, and the game does need to change in that regard. But there needs to be an addressment to these rules that leave players in a in a vulnerable situation. I mean, there's no reason why Hedges should have been slid into and hurt yesterday. And there needs to be some kind of uh, vindication for the Padres. I, I don't know how they can get that other than, you know, if he doesn't start two days, sure, they might feel vindicated that the Cubs couldn't use him. But is that really evening up? The injury to Hedges, I mean, it's it's a fine line, and I don't know. I, I know your thoughts, Patrick, but you know, let's let's talk about it a little more. To me, I say screw it. Uh, go out there and and win ten nothing. I think that that says more than throwing a ball at a guy. And, okay. And if they have to throw a ball at a guy, throw a throw a eighty mile an hour curveball at his butt. You don't need to throw. A, <laughs> you don't need to throw a ninety five mile an hour. Fa- you don't need to bring Miguel Diaz in to throw a ninety eight mile an hour fastball at his head. I think that's <laughs> not the proper response here. If you need to hit him, hit him in the butt. And yeah, I, I no. don't. I don't ever advocate hitting players, but if that's what they have to do, if that's some sort of frontier justice to solve this problem, then I go for it. I don't know how Austin Hedges feels about that. I don't. I don't. I don't claim to know Austin Hedges as a person. He seems like a nice guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he would be. He's behind that sort of thing. I know he's a younger player, um, mm-hmm. but I think the best thing you can do is just go out there and kick their ass for for lack yeah. of a better term. Go beat them to nothing. Uh, be the bigger person, bigger team, win the game. I think that's more important than. Hitting some, I know. I think it was it was Darren Smith had a poll on Twitter. Would you rather the Padres win, or would you rather the Padres hit Rizzo? And hit Rizzo was winning. So, <laughs> I mean, I guess unless you're a big fan of the tank, I don't I don't see that. But that's just me. Yeah, you know, there's no correct answer to the situation. It's unfortunate that it is what it is, but 
I, I you know, I, I said it before. I, I'm happy that the fans have come to rally for red for hedges, and that's a good thing. You know, obviously, we don't want to hurt Rizzo. You don't want to throw at his head. I mean, that's just an extremist. Like there are extremists in the world. There's extremists in in Twitter and in Padres biosphere or Padres Twitter sphere. So, you know, it, it is what it is. We'll just have to see what the team does today. Um, it'll be interesting. Um, there's no right or wrong answer. There definitely isn't, and we'll just have to watch and see what the Padres do today. Yeah, one way or another, I hope it just they squash it tonight. It's over. It's done. I don't want to see this go into tomorrow. Yeah, into definitely. I don't know if they play again this season, but I don't, I don't want it to continue. This is this is silly. It's like the Rangers and Blue Jays last year. How every game they played, it was is someone going to get hit? Are they going to have a fight? And it just happened three or four times, and it just got to the point where it's like, what are we doing here? What's what's the point? What are we accomplishing with this? Yeah, I don't think yeah. there's anything you're accomplishing. So no, definitely, they're, you're just altering the way you play the game, and that's not that's not conducive to, to winning. I mean, when you're not allowed to pitch inside or when you're trying to look for an opportune moment to get even with the, uh, the other team, you're not focusing on the task at hand, which is playing the game and playing it correctly. And, and the best thing would be for this to just go away, obviously. So we'll just have to hope that the Padres feel they get their vindication today or tomorrow and we can just move on with this uh, 2017 tank season and, and – uh, you know, hopefully we can catch the the Reds and the and the Giants that are magically falling behind us in the standings. What, what what's with the Reds? I mean, do they just they they they're loving the number one picks now or what? I mean, what, what's what's the deal with these guys? I mean, they already took Hunter Green, so it's like you, yeah. didn't, you didn't have to just rub salt in the wounds. But seriously, they're trying. I don't, I don't know what the Giants are doing, man. I mean, they shouldn't be out tanking us. That's that's sad. I that is pathetic, Padres. We cannot be out tanked. By the Giants. You know, the, the saddest thing about the Giants is the fact that they have valuable players that they can trade off and get assets for. You know, I fully expect them to shop Cueto and Samarja and probably get a decent return, which is which is something we don't need as Padre fans. We want them to keep Cueto. We want them to keep Samarja. Try to win next year. Keep those old players. Keep your salary high. Well, so, I, don't, I don't know about Cueto. I'm pretty sure he has an opt-out after this year, right? Does he? I, I'm not. I, I, I think I'm, he does either this year or next year. So his value is obviously a little diminished because if he continues to pitch okay. well, okay. I think I think the rest of his contract I want to say is like four eighty four mil, four years eighty mil. So he could Oof. probably do better than that if he became a free agent. So okay, I'd have to double check on that, but I'm pretty sure it's yeah. either this year or next year. So that somewhat hinders the value on him. But yeah, like you said, if they, if they want to deal him, that's a guy that that could be moved and could get a decent return for them. Yeah. At this point, we're going to have to play defense when we're the Padres. We're going to want uh, Arizona and Colorado to keep keep playing well, force the Dodgers' hand, force them to make a silly trade and trade a bunch of their prospects. This is the type of thing that we need to look forward to in this season. It's not just all about Padre baseball and winning and losing. It's about the other teams and how they're progressing and damaging their teams, supposedly. I mean, look at the Dodgers last year. They traded... Uh, Montez and uh, Grant Holmes last year, per- two pretty good prospects, and they got Riddick and, and uh, Rich Hill in return. That's the kind of thing we need them to do this year. I'd love for them to go out and deal Julio Arias somewhere. So, I mean, it's about playing defense, too, if you're a Padre fan in the 2017 season, and we're going to have to hope for these teams to, to get worse as we get better. Yeah, Cueto's got an opt-out uh, after this year. He's got four, he would have four years and $84 million with a, a fifth-year option. Um, he'd be okay. he's thirty. He's thirty one, so he'd probably be smart to opt out because he's obviously not going to get another chance at a big contract if he stays in in that contract. Um, yeah. But yeah, as for the other teams, 
really they're all coming into their I guess cycle of winning at the same time. So this actually benefits the Padres because yes, if you yes. think four years down the road, are all of these teams going to be in the same position? Probably not. I mean, Paul Goldschmidt's going to get older. Nolan Arenado's going to be a free agent. The Dodgers are really the only one I'd, I'd be most concerned about because they're replenishing their farm system at such a rate that you guys have yeah. guys like Cody Bellinger are coming up and guys like Corey Seager are coming up and it's just making it hard to kind of ever see them not winning. The Giants, I think, mm-hmm. are the one where they're at the point where they need to start probably rebuilding because their farm system's not good, their major league rosters become diminished, uh, Buster mm-hmm. Posey's not getting any younger. So they're the one team I would say that maybe they start to decline, but the other three I think have a couple years in them. But like I said, this is this is good for the Potters. You want these teams to be winning while we're while we're bad. That's better than definitely. them being bad while we're being bad. So definitely, I'm, re- definitely. I'm rooting for the Rockies and Diamondbacks as much as I can, honestly. Yeah, no, we want them winning. We want them competing against each other. We want them mortgaging off young talent for veteran players. I mean, that's yeah, only going to benefit us. Yeah, definitely. So it, it is what it is, Padre fans. We have to root for and cheer for certain things in this 2017 season, but we need to be smart because it's about the future. It's not about now, and it's about stockpiling young players and making sure that the teams around us aren't uh, doing the same. So um, it is what it is, Padre fans. It I think is, that's your uh, catchphrase, man. That is. It, it is it, what it is. <laughs> that should be the new keep keep the faith for the Padres. Um, all right, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, episode 45 with Jesse Agler. Uh, he joined us from the road. Uh, it just worked out perfectly that we could talk about the Hedges Rizzo slide because it's uh, just blowing up Twitter sphere right now. I think the Twitter machine is broken from, uh, from this slide. So hopefully it is resolved this evening. Uh, if not tomorrow, you know, we will see. Baseball is a funny thing, and, and you can never know uh, what's going to happen. So we'll just have to wait and, uh, and play it by ear. Right, Patrick? Yeah, man. I had to go to bed last night because Twitter just wouldn't stop. I was like, I, I need to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so I need to forget about this. Yeah. No, it, it, the, the most important thing is just to move on at this point. I think that both teams want that. Uh, the Padres are just looking for that vindication, if you will. And once they feel satisfied that they're evened up, nothing's wrong with hedges, Rizzo learned a lesson Hopefully then we, we can, can all on. move on <laughs> yeah that that's the most important thing all right folks thank you so much for joining us uh episode 45 uh with jesse agler thank you so much uh we are sponsored by original grain watches check them out originalgrain.com patrick you want to take us out yeah so we're uh, hosted on podbean uh that's that's where our po- you can find our podcast we're also on itunes uh give us a review on there uh, we're really anywhere you want to find your podcasts. I, I personally use Podcast Republic. Just a shout out there, really good app. We're on there as well. Uh, I'm on Twitter, Patrick Brew ninety three. James is EBT underscore J Clark and EBT underscore News. Um, our podcast also has a Twitter. I believe that one is EBT, EBT Podcast. Yeah, pretty yep. pretty self explanatory there. So yeah, give us <laughs> give us a follow on all the various social medias. Uh, check out eastvillagetimes.com. dot com. I have a new piece up today on Luis Perdomo and how he's probably my favorite Padre at this point, just because he's so enticing to watch. I mean, he's got so much going on, uh, such so much to look forward to. So yeah, that that's what we got going on. Um, that's about it. All right, folks, thank you so much for joining us, East Village Times podcast. Signing out. EBT is out here broadcasting. EBT is out here podcasting. Question and answer, James and Patrick ask them. Question and answer, James and Patrick ask them. Padres EBT podcast. Padres EBT podcast.